What's up? So we have a buddy of mine that I haven't seen in years. He's an up-and-coming artist in L.A. Let's just get straight to it. Logan Austin, everybody. Love is love. Love is love. Adi yo. Before I joined, I was, I was thinking, I was like, damn, I haven't seen this guy since like, well, like summer school or something. Yeah, we were literally in summer school and we were pretty much the the asshole kids at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was great, dude. Fucking, uh, yeah, just fucking around, man. Having a good time. Shooting the shit. Nice, man. Was there anything specific you want to talk about or you just want to just bullshit? Mm, I didn't have anything specific in mind. I mean, I guess things that are like relevant and trending. So like the pandemic and stuff and fires. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, dude. Well, we're already started and we're rolling. So, but yeah. yeah. Uh, what's it like in California though? Cause you got, you got the fires, right? Yeah, Are you still in slow? Weird, no, no, I'm, I'm in LA now. Oh, okay. Yeah. You guys got the fires? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Cause like I have the window right here and it's just like, there's a lot of smog or like smoke in the atmosphere. It's, it's pretty gnarly, man. Yeah. Are they are they close to where you are? I I don't know. I'd I'd have to double check, but um, I think once I once I check it out, I'll know the better location of it. Just because I honestly haven't looked into it that much. Oh, I wow. just heard about it. So okay, I just know because my wife is over there. She's in slow right now, and she was sending me pictures of the uh, just all the smoke and the haze and everything that's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, she doesn't really go out to California often. So, I, mm-hmm. you know, she's out there and all of a sudden she's getting rain and then a fire in the past, like, week or so. Not really what you expect California to be when you're not from there. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's a lot. <laughs> and uh, I've never lived out of this state. Where are you? Where are you living at now? I live in North Carolina. Oh shit, man! Yeah, mm-hmm. how's that? It's all right. It's pretty dope. I'm, I'm glad I moved out here. I'm glad I stayed here. Um, yeah. After I got out of the military, um, I enjoy it. It's a very nice central location to everything on the East Coast. I mean, you're, you're mm-hmm. pretty much center of everything, especially where I am. You're even center of everything in North Carolina, where I am. So, yeah, it's pretty dope. You know. Um, I like the weather here a little bit more too versus California. I actually like the humid heat and yeah. I don't like the, we get a lot of rain, but that's just, it is what it is. At least we have some rain and no versus no rain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, damn man. <laughs> it's uh it's been so long here, you know, just cause I think it's been like, yeah, since, yeah. Um, since like- I, I moved here, I think, is when mm-hmm. the last time it rained. And um it's just yeah, it's been it's been really hot in the meantime, man. Well, California, I was explaining to a buddy today that we have a problem with mudslides out there just because the rain doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't come, so all that soil becomes not as compact and dense, and then you all of a sudden get these yep. big rains and you get mudslides. Yet the mountains here in North Carolina, I mean Rain here is pretty consistent. Not like it's not like Seattle, but it's mm-hmm. not like you get rain and you're all of a sudden like, what do I do? It's just like, yeah. okay, yeah. it's raining, it'll clear up and then you get on. But 
mm-hmm. mean, so they don't have mudslides there, but California, I mean, there's even a couple bad ones in our area growing up. I remember, um, yeah, I along 101 in like, what was it like Shell Beach or Avila or somewhere in that area? There was that one really bad one that took out a few houses, but yeah, I remember there was a, there's a really bad mudslide over in the mountains. Um, I think in like Los Osos or, or San Luis when you were growing up and it was so big, it just completely like tore out like a side of the mountain. Mm. It's like, damn, <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here it's not a thing. Here it's not like California where the mountains are on the coast. You're either in the mountains or you're on the coast. The coast here is pretty flat for the most part. So mm. it's very interesting, but yeah, I'm enjoying it out here. That's good, man. When did you, um, or sorry, what were you going to say? I was saying for the most part. Uh, nice. Yeah. When did you move out there? 2015. 2015. I moved out here from Texas and then I just stayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was, how was the military, man? It was cool. I'm really glad I did it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, I'm very, very happy that I did it. I mean, it's not like something I regret. It was yeah. a very interesting experience. I got to do a lot of things, meet some pretty cool people, make some lifelong friends. Like, I mean, I would definitely do it all over again. But it just, you know, everyone has their time to go. And at yeah. the end of my contract, I was like, it's time for me just to move on. Go do something yeah. else. That's yeah. good, man. I um <laughs> I can't say the same. I've never <laughs> never been in the military or anything like that. But um a couple of buddies of mine have been in the military. My friend Brandon, he um he was oh, in the real. Navy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the Navy. I think he's still in from or yeah. Because he re enlisted. He re enlisted. I saw his ceremony. Okay. Yeah. I think he's still in. I think so too. I think is it that he's on reserve or something, or is he on active? I don't know. No, where he was stationed, I can't remember the naval station, but it wasn't too far from Slow, so he would just because it always seemed more more naval base. That's what it was, and I used to always watch him come back home. I'm like, Jesus Christ! I wish I lived two hours from home. (laughs) Yeah, dude, (laughs) that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I know he's been in the military and you have, and then, um, I think our, but our other buddy Brandon has too. Mm Um, yeah, there, there are a lot of people who have been in the military and like, thank you for your service too, man. That's appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in our area though, it wasn't as prevalent of kids to go into the military. I mean, Mm -hmm. me and my brother did, my little brother did. So you know, we all went that path and it's not like we, it's not like we come from like a military heavy family. We just all individually decided, you yeah. know, like it was something we wanted to do. Like my brother did it when he turned 21, my little brother left at 20. I left at 17. So uh, nice. we all yeah. did it of our own free will. It wasn't like we thought there was nothing else or something weird. For me, I just kind of wanted to get it out of the way because I was like, I think I'm going to join whether it's now or later. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'll just go now, you know, do it straight out of high school and figure it out from there. Yeah, that's that's good, man. Um, I uh, I remember, was it right out of high school? <laughs> it's so funny, dude. I remember us like literally walking down the street and slow, like, yeah, during um, summer school or whatever it was. It was good, man. It's good times. Um, and uh, yeah, I remember after high school, I went to Cuesta for a little while. Mm-hmm. And what was it? I, I yeah. <laughs> so I went there to study computer science, and that <laughs> it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. But <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that I was there for the two years that I went, and it was interesting. You know, like I made mm-hmm. some friends too. Um, like this girl Alexa, she's really cool. She actually lives up in uh, in Washington too. Um, same with Brandon right now too, and. Um, yeah, it's it was it was fun, man. It mm-hmm. was good. Um, I'm glad that I did it instead of not, and yeah. then wishing I had. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, what, you were studying computer science. Then what? Where'd you go from there? <laughs> I uh, <laughs> yeah, I dropped that one out pretty quick, and <laughs> I uh, what was it? I was okay. So yeah, I moved from like my own studio in Los Tosos to San Luis. Mm-hmm. into uh like a five bed three bath i just moved from there here um to la and i lived there for about five years and that was really fun got to know a lot of people mm-hmm. um and all that good stuff one moment let me make sure my computer's plugged in don't want to die yeah <laughs> appreciate that yeah <laughs> all right um uh, let's see is that gonna be good yeah, I think so. Let me, I'm just going to use the other one just in case. Yeah, okay. Ah. Okay, we're good. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I lived there for the past five years, and then I moved down here um, to pursue acting. And nice. that's kind of like, yeah, thanks, man. And that, that's kind of what I got like caught up in almost accidentally. Um, <laughs> It was weird, you know, at the time after, you know, just working full time mm-hmm. and um, living at that house. And, and I wasn't wasn't really going through much college anymore at the time. Or, or maybe I I'd stopped when I moved there. But regardless, um, I took this acting class because a friend of mine, she she told me, hey, like, you know, go ahead and try it out. Um, you might really like it something like that. And so I ended up doing that. And, um, it was weird, man. Like at first I was like, Hmm, like this is, you know, this is fun. And I didn't really see it as becoming something more than that. Mm-hmm. And over time, um, over being in my instructor's class for a little over a year, I think, um, yeah, it was really fun, man. It, it, it de- definitely became my passion as opposed to, um, computer science. <laughs> is that what you're, you're pursuing now is, is a bigger career in acting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, been doing a lot of, uh, I guess soul searching in the meantime. So yeah, that's fine, yeah. dude. We're all in our twenties. It's like something we have to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. It's like a prerequisite into adulthood or something. <laughs> Pretty much. It hits us all at a certain point. I mean, I think for mine, I mean, it was like partway in the Marine Corps, I was doing some of that. And then even after I got out, I was like still doing it. I was like, shoot, like where do, 
where's my place, you know, in the world or where do I belong? Yeah. It's something we all have to go through. It doesn't hit everyone at the same time, but generally yeah. around our age is when it, it hits all of us. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny, man. It's like mm-hmm. one second you're like having all this fun being a kid and stuff. And then you go into this adolescence into adulthood. You're like, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah. And it all, That's a lot. <laughs> it creeps up on you quick. I mean, yeah, I'll tell you that much. I mean, I kind of just went from living at home with my parents Mm-hmm. And then just thrust it into the Marine Corps, which was, which was fine. I mean, it took care mm. of me, you know, I had a place to sleep and I had food and, you know, I got to work out every day. So what, you know, what's, yeah. what's the bad part about that? I mean, I could, I could go <laughs> yeah. on about the bad parts, but go into that and then you start getting more and more into your own thing and then trying to be an individual and then all of a sudden adulthood just like hits you and you're just like holy shit like there's a lot that goes on i mean i'm not even 25 yet i'm already graying so like (laughs) the stress bro the (laughs) The stress is real (laughs) the stress is definitely real i mean it's something we're all everyone i feel like right now is dealing with and with the whole covid situation it didn't really make anything better i've kind of been calling it the the covid depression because like even a lot of people I've been talking to are just see, I mean, the, the whole thing about the, just one, the stress of a disease, you know, mm-hmm. regardless of opinion, I feel like everyone knows in some regards, it's a dangerous thing, whether it's for you or your baby nephew or your grandma, like, yeah. I think, I think just the stress of that getting it or possibly giving it to someone you care about is stressful, mm-hmm. but also I think the stress of just like, you know, how it's being handled. I feel like no one's really agreeing with how it's being handled. So everyone's stressed out, you know, like everything, everything just shut down. So some people are out of work and they're pissed off and I'm, you know, rightfully so, you know, you're pissed off. It's easy for me to not get pissed off because I have a stable source of income, you know, like I have, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm allowed to work, which I'm grateful for, but also like I, I have a stable paycheck for life from the government, you know? So all my bills are covered every month. So like, I don't even have to worry about that, but I'm not going to be unempathetic to someone who was working as a bartender and then lost their income suddenly. Yeah. It's rough, man. I I've seen that a lot. Um, just online, you know, a lot of, a lot of buddies or people back home that, um, they're in that business, you know, the food and beverage, and a lot of that lost its volume, sadly. Yeah. Um, you know, even if they are using like other methods of like pickup and dine out or something like that, um, it was a heavy hitter, you know, with mm-hmm. with the uh, with COVID. It's unfortunate, you know, and and a lot of people were just like, "What the heck," you know, because like you're saying it, it can be like super stressful <laughs> when like, and it is like when all of a sudden, you know, something happens like this and everyone's like, what the fuck? Like what happened to my income? How am I going to, and this has never happened straight. in anyone's lifetime. Who's currently alive right now. This has never really been a thing. So yeah. who do we look for, for wisdom in some, in a situation like this? 
yeah, I mean, the last time something like this happened was like a hundred years ago, man. Yeah. And then when swine flu or the bird flu and swine flu came out, we were just like, okay, it's a disease, but no one really, I don't want to say they didn't take it seriously, but everyone just was just like, all right, we'll just wash our hands more. And if you get it, go to the hospital. And then mm-hmm. this one hits and it's just like a totally different situation. I think everything about it was just different and no one knew how to handle it. And I think it's just poor. I don't know if I want to say poor leadership because I don't know what I would have done, honestly, if I was in charge, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like baffling. Like if you're a governor of a state, you have millions of people, you have to decide how they're going to live their lives right now. And you you have to appease (laughs) both sides, you know, and Mm -hmm. It's a weird situation. Has it like affected acting gigs or anything like that for you or like going out and shooting or auditioning? Are they yeah. even doing auditions or holding them open? You know, it's it's funny you say that too because I did for a little bit um, and I was doing like virtual auditions and, stuff mm-hmm. and recordings and I just, I, I put that on the side right now because mm-hmm. um, there are just other things that I want to, you know, I want to, I want to, piece together yeah right now personally so that way you know when the pandemic ends um things will be much smoother you know smooth sailing going back into the grinder or momentum of things i guess Mm -hmm. um but yeah man um it's it's off to the side for me right now Mm -hmm. are you just Um, taking the time to like either like self-reflect or just kind of get some things in order yeah, a little bit of both, man. Um, I, I, a buddy of mine, John, I don't know if you know John Cobb, but he's a good friend of mine. And um, he's <laughs> he's super helpful when it comes to like advice, pretty much mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> and um, I remember a while back, he, he recommended the book to me, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. And yeah, and it, it talks a lot about like financial stability, de- um, developing mm-hmm. like financial intelligence and just, you know, getting your ducks in a row financially. So, yeah, um, I just am about to finish that. I have one more chapter left and, um, that's been the main, uh, focus is just kind of making sure all of that's regulated, I guess. Um, in the midst of things, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's a really good book. I like Robert Kiyosaki's work. I've listened or I've read quite a few of his books that he's done. I mean, they're, they're very on point. Honestly, it's why I'm in real estate as heavy yeah, as yeah. I am now was the influence from that book and then other books. And then when I got out, actually, while I was in the Marine Corps, I was actually, because of that book, I bought properties um, while mm-hmm. I was in, I was actually living in the barracks and then I owned like properties out in town that I was like renting to people. So basically it's like the equivalent mm-hmm. of like some student living in the dormitories, but owning houses yeah. and renting them out. That's pretty much That's what I was really doing. smart. <laughs> that's yeah. actually really smart, man. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So that's what right. I did. And I even like flipped some while I was living in the barracks, you know? So I did that. And then, and then when like the year before I got, out, I was like, all right, my wife, then girlfriend, I was like, I think I'm gonna buy a house for us. We bought a house and we mm-hmm. renovated it. You know, it's a house we still live in. Nice. And then we just, you know, I got into real estate as an agent. Um, she worked the legal side of real estate for a while. She just recently quit. Um, just 
you know, so she can go pursue other things she wants to do, which I have no qualms yeah. with. Yeah, sure. And yeah, man, that's that's, uh, that, that's a really really good book, though. Honestly, like once you finish reading that, you're just gonna be like, I think I on the last chapter, I almost like read it slower because I was like, I really don't want this book to end. But then yeah. I read like <laughs> a bunch of other books immediately after that of his that were just as good. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's um that's amazing, man. And I uh, I remember seeing that too that you got into real estate. Yeah. And that's, that's amazing, man. I feel like that's one of the better businesses to be in, especially in this day and age and the timing for it right now. That's, that's good. Cause you can leverage that to your advantage for long, longevity. It's definitely interesting. I mean, it's not the super sexy, exciting thing that HGTV makes it out to be. Honestly, mm-hmm. most of it day to day is me trying to find business and then get things under contract and then just manage my clients' emotions and manage transactions to end, but it's not like yeah. HGTV. I feel like kind of ruined real estate because some people watch and be like, "Wow!" Or renovating a home so easy. After yeah. my first, <laughs> after my first flip, I immediately stopped watching HGTV because, like, I went back and I watched one of their shows, and I was like, I was like, this is completely unrealistic. I was like, yeah. I'm not even going to bother my time with this anymore. So I actually haven't watched HGTV in like three or four years. Literally, I think since like my second month into investing and doing things, I just stopped. I was like, all right. Yeah. You're like, this is not, <laughs> this isn't it cheap. <laughs> I can't, I can't even make it through to the final results. Like I'm just like, Nope, don't care. Don't yeah. care. <laughs> That's funny, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's good yeah my uh my sister just started doing her uh studying for real estate to get mm-hmm. her license too nice so yeah yeah it's it's good to see people in the business man because i feel like not everyone's looking at it as mm-hmm. something that they could use to their advantage whether it's like the time and money or or maybe it's just not their interest you know so well and honestly as soon as someone buys like their first home you'll always wish that you did it earlier like I'm helping out some people I was in the Marine Corps with buy a home right now. And they were like kind of nervous. But I told them, I was like, listen, I was like, the minute you close on this house, you're going to be almost pissed off that you didn't purchase mm-hmm. a home earlier in life. You know, I mean, shoot, yeah. I was, I was 21 and I had already owned a few properties, but even at that point I was like, damn, I wish I did this earlier, but <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. especially yeah. military, military it's super easy to buy just because you have the stable income and then you have to buy your own personal home you have the va loan which is like zero percent down oh, so gosh. you just you get this loan you can buy a home and i mean there's there's other things too where it's like three and a half percent down for everyone else if you're buying your own place mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't know about but it's easier to get into than most people realize Mm-hmm. It, it honestly all it takes is just not like even time and studying just reaching out to someone who's knowledgeable and just asking your questions and figuring it out from there and then but i feel like it's sort of this mythical thing of like oh can't get into it unless you have a ton of money or yeah. you have connections when really it's it's honestly one of the easiest things i've found to get into you know i mean yeah. you've read the book so you kind of understand yeah, it's it's interesting, man. It's 
I feel like people either overcomplicate things sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> or um, they just, they, they, they weren't raised around it or maybe, you know, no one introduced the idea to them or once again, it, it wasn't in their interest. They didn't seek it out. And I think, you know, sometimes if people, you know, get in connects, connections with the right people, they can mm-hmm. um, see a more broader horizon with their mm-hmm. perspective and then and um, advantages as, as far as like financial necessities or, or knowledge that they can gain to educate themselves more about something like this. Yeah. So, I mean, the knowledge is out there, whether it's someone who works in it or just Googling. I mean, to be honest, these days you can Google and YouTube a lot of things yeah. and learn it. I mean, there is no real substitute for the actual thing, but I'm telling you right now, that stuff is still pretty good. As long as you're not falling for like the scummy real estate people who are like, let me teach you how I built a hundred million dollar portfolio with no cents out of pocket. And then <laughs> they put up this like perfect scenario situation and then sell you these courses. Like I tell everyone, cause someone hit me up. She's like, Oh, I want to get into this. And I was like, don't, don't buy that guy's course. Don't, mm-hmm. don't buy any of these gurus courses that tell you they're going to make you all this money. But, and they'll have like three uh-huh. people who'll be like, I made a ton of money. Like <laughs> now I own an yeah. Island. Like, yeah. It's like, that. like as soon as I see those, I just want to puke in my mouth and just throw <laughs> a haymaker at them. Like, yeah. yeah. Cause they're just, yeah. they're just scam artists, you know? So mm-hmm. I always tell yeah. people like, don't, don't go for those courses avoid them. If you want to learn how to invest, just find an investor. Like a, a good, a truly good investor is not going to deny you learning from them. Like yeah. at the end of the day, and actually like if you call someone who's an investor, you're like, Hey, can I either sit down with you or can I just, well, everyone's so busy nowadays. It's more like, can I just follow you in the, mm-hmm. or just ride along with you in the truck and just ask you questions or something like that? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, anything I can provide. And then, you'll learn a lot then. Now, if there's someone who's like, they just flat out say no, or they're like, well, you're gonna have to pay me for my time. Then you're just it's like, okay, well, you're not the only person in town. Exactly. Yeah. And it almost sounds like a shadow work is what you could do. You know, like, like, for example, if you're like, you get a new job and you just basically watch someone or listen to them, learn whatever you can in the moment mm-hmm. and then apply that like steadily over time. Yeah. I mean, and then it's just learning. I mean, it'll just take time to get to know things and how they are. And with the market markets are very much just it's cyclical, but it's always changing. So there's always something new going on. Like markets will always Mm -hmm. come up and down. That's just, that's how they supposed to be, but there's always going to be new elements, whether it's technology or new laws in place or taxes or something of the sort. Mm -hmm. Or nice. Oh, sorry. What's up? Yeah, you go ahead. I was just going to say um, the nice thing about having that and it's cyclical, cyclical nature mm-hmm. is the fact that when the market does go up and down, it gives more advantage to those who don't like, for example, if someone's like in the, um, like a, a lower financial class, for example, and the market starts to go down, they can take advantage of, of things that they can, um, they can actually afford. And then once the market goes back up, they can, use that leverage to you know 
gain more financial um, hmm. freedom, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It, so. It's really weird though with real estate because people think that when the market crashes and the price goes down, then I can afford it. What people don't actually realize is you may not actually be able to afford it because interest rates are going to skyrocket. Uh, okay. So you're actually may not even be able to buy that house anymore because the interest rate will be so high that your income, basically how they do is if you ever gotten pre-qualified, it's almost like renting. They take your income, see if you can afford the rent. Yeah. Yeah. That makes there. sense. Okay. It's the same thing with getting a house or a mortgage mortgage is like they find out how much do you make? Can you afford the payments? If we give you this much money at this interest rate and Honestly, like if you can't, then they're not going to give it to you. And just because mm-hmm. the price, like you might be able to afford a house right now that's 500K because interest rates are fucking rock bottom right now mm-hmm. versus if the house becomes 250K, but because the economy crashed, interest rates go up to like, you know, eight or 10%. That's now true. It's, now it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you can't even buy that house anymore. Yeah. And if your credit doesn't shine well, then it's like, that's out of, the picture completely. <laughs> yeah. It's not even a lot of, gonna happen. A lot of people don't realize how big your credit is. I mean, I had I had a perfect credit score, but that was literally just because I had a um I never got a car or anything like that. I had like one credit card and I just like took it and made a couple payments mm-hmm. over the span of like I think it was over like nine months. Yeah. And so it was like over like nine months. I just had this and every time I'd be in some other country or somewhere else in the world, it's like, okay, swipe it. Here we go. Yeah. Take it off. Yeah. I feel like that's a, that's a really good thing to do too, because then it's like, you don't have so many different ways of spending and it, Mm -hmm. it could get like obnoxious or stressful. Uh, It's also just, it's more simple, you know, and and then that way moving forward. um, Yeah. Those payments are not going to be as like, gnarly and yeah. <laughs> and gonna really be staggering <laughs> yeah well when they pulled my credit i was like at first time i was buying a house i was like well do i i was like i don't know what it would look like because they asked me like what's your credit score and i was like dude i got no clue so they pulled in they were like they're <laughs> yeah. like oh you have perfect credit score and i was like oh, okay cool well yeah. then take it i mean i never even <laughs> yeah. i never even got like a car loan um before Dang. Cause I just, when I showed up to North Carolina, I just bought a truck off of some dude and I ran that into the ground. Like, and like, that was the thing too, is I, I owned these properties and I was making money off my flips and I never, I didn't buy like a new truck. I didn't buy anything fancy. I mean, I have a new truck now, mm-hmm. but during that time when I was purchasing and doing all those things, I didn't, I didn't spend my money on any toys or craziness, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good. I mean, it's, it's good to have that balance <laughs> for sure. Well, cause it was funny. Cause one guy, um, who I was working with near the end of my enlistment, he had like a really nice brand new BMW and all these things. And I was like, okay, dude, that's cool. And he's like, well, you have all this money. Why don't you get yourself a new truck? And this thing is my old truck had no AC, no radio. Nothing. Shit. I mean, it was just a, a shit can. It was a shit mobile. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Carolina summers are horrible. And Carolina winters are also very horrible. Damn. So, and I was like, I don't care. I don't care. I was like, I can deal with it, suck it up, you know? And then finally, mm. 
I got myself a new truck when it uh it exploded. My last truck literally exploded. I mean, I ran it into the Jeez. ground. But fuck happened, bro. <laughs> I mean, I saved all that money though, so I don't need to worry about it anymore. Like I saved, yeah. I saved buku bucks by not having payments. Yeah, you know that's good, man. See, so, yeah, that's that's the advantages of of having um the ability to invest, mm-hmm. and anyone can do that, man. Anyone can if they just apply themselves and, and learn what they need to, you know, it, I think the biggest part of it is being patient. Like, it is, yes. And also knowing what difference between an asset and a liability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause that's, yeah, those are like key components right there. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't really know the difference either. And, you know, I don't think real estate is the best thing to invest in for everyone. I think, the best thing to invest in is just what you are most educated about, you know, most comfortable mm-hmm. with and what you understand, like, like what the hot button thing right now is crypto. And like, again, everyone's calling themselves a crypto expert. It's like everyone calls themselves a real estate <laughs> expert, but, yeah. but there are people out there who make money they understand it and they know they're very knowledgeable. They make money and I'm not going to tell them, well, real estate's better. I'm just be like, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, your trade, you know what, you know, I mean, Mm-hmm. whatever you're educated about it's the best thing to invest in i mean if you think about it it's like you investing in acting classes you know it's like you're investing that into mm-hmm. yourself so it'll pay dividends later on down exactly there. yeah yeah it's um it, i don't know self-investing <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's uh it really doesn't have to be complicated mm-hmm. um yeah, it's just, it is what it is, man. <laughs> you just got to know what you're doing, I guess, <laughs> to so some degree. What's it like there with COVID in LA? Because I know that's a place everyone has been talking about. Like, I know, are you guys opening up now or were things open and then you had to like, they had to shut down again or what? what's going on there? Um, yeah, I just looked at the news the other day and things have slowly been opening back up. But there's been this weird, like, hold on schools. Um, because I've noticed, like, for example, like, like a grocery store. There are going to be grocery stores that have to be open. People have to buy food, you know, cook and all that good stuff. Um, and then some select smaller businesses, I think it's teach their own, like, based on what they feel or what they think is is appropriate as far as, their business goes. Um, They're giving them some freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think schools has just been the main thing because I've I've like just walked by some. I think it's like an elementary or middle school, and they're just like you know they're completely empty. Like, <laughs> people don't want to be putting their kids back in like an educational system mm-hmm. um, or environment when a pandemic's going on. It yeah. it makes sense. So. I don't know um, exactly what the governor's going to do about that, at least for this county. But um, yeah, it, it seems like it's been a pretty debatable subject, um, at least nationally, I guess. I don't know. What, what's it like up there in North Carolina? Um, North Carolina, I mean, it's a it's kind of the same as California in some ways, like a lot of things have shut down and such. Um, 
Yeah, I think things are starting to open up. And honestly, there was a controversy here that kind of set a lot of things off where a gym owner was opening up his gym, even though they said no gyms, but he was like, you know, like I've got employees to pay and I've got people who need training. And Mm -hmm. um, so he opened up his gym and then sheriffs came in and it was actually a really weird thing, but pretty much at the end of the day, like some shady stuff was going down with the sheriffs. Like all of a sudden they relieved temporarily relieved of duty. The sheriff who was like, dude, I don't give a shit. Like open up your places. Like I'm not going to come after you. Mm-hmm. all of a sudden he was relieved of command and then another sheriff came in and started saying he was going to arrest everybody and would be doing these like kind of like raids on the place, just coming in unannounced and telling people, mm-hmm. you know, they have to leave. And um, so now there's a big lawsuit going on, but because of that and all those actions, all uh, places like gyms and bars have just been like, fucking try us. And then now, <laughs> yeah. now it's kind of become like the law enforcement here is even just like, like, unless you're like overtly being an asshole mm-hmm. about it, you know, like we're just going to turn a blind eye now these days. Like, yeah. I mean like the gym. So like, like I just went to the gym today and to get in, like you, you have to knock on the door and someone will open it up. They're not just leaving the doors unlocked because of how the sheriffs were just mm-hmm. coming in and telling people to leave. So yeah. I think we have bars and restaurants open, but the, but you can only serve alcohol till 11 p.m. now because the governor said so. And mm-hmm. to try and encourage people to go home, I was like, dude, people are just going to go to the parking lot and just fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're going to go to like near 7 Eleven and just, just pound a couple or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there was just a lot, a lot of craziness going on. I mean, I think North Carolina was kind of the hot button area as well in the news because we were the place that had the uh, the armed protest over quarantine, and then we were we had some riots out in Charlotte or Ross. so we've just been like <laughs> we've we've been in the news quite a bit lately, and yeah. not, not just because I'm here, but I'm like looking at things from back home. People post, I'm like, oh shit, that's only a couple hours for me. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Close one. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. Um, that's it's been rough out here too. I mean, with the gym, for example, I am. Um, I've just been doing like home workouts. Like, mm-hmm. I um, I do have this gym membership at like a nearby gym, but um, you know, they have everyone has to wear masks, like sanitizer everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've they've been on and off with the with having the gym open like for a majority of the pandemic that it closed and then they had it open for a month and then they closed it down and then they opened it back up. So right now I'm just like, I'm just going to wait. <laughs> you know, the same yeah. thing happened to me is like, I didn't know if the gyms were open or closed and um, the gym uh, owner, um, one of, one of her assistants called me this morning. She's like, Hey Tom, she's like, she's like, um, come in wherever you want. She's like, you got, three because we have like an agreement kind of mm-hmm. worked out where i get a free membership for nice. some for some services i provide for them so they're like hey like you know your free membership is here you can come in anytime i was like are you guys open or not because like <laughs> yeah. we talked about this before the pandemic but then everything closed like we're open i was like cool i was like i just didn't know because i so i just never went in mm-hmm. you know yeah. So, yeah now i got my membership Finally, which, which is cool. I mean, I still have my own my own gym, and I have 
pretty much everything you would need, but it is nice sometimes just to go to an actual facility. <laughs> yeah. And work out. It's nice to actually like use weights and stuff and like be around other people <laughs> and like be back in society, you know? Yeah. That's my main thing is being back with other people. I mean, um, yeah, not seeing people is ridiculous. It's been ridiculous for so long, just not being able to interact with other human beings. It, it took a toll on me. I'll, even me, I was like, Jesus Christ, like this shit sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, my office was pretty much closed. It was coming voluntarily for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I eventually said a point, I was like, I'm done working from home. Like, I'm just going to go into my mm-hmm. office and hope someone's there. And like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. My area kind of just like opened up on its own, like, regardless of like laws or any rules that were set in place. Everyone was just like, mm-hmm. all right, this is enough. It was kind of like we just had it and we we're like, let's just go out and let's just open up our places and just see what happens, you know? And mm-hmm. so far it's, it's worked out pretty well. I mean, we had the one crazy sheriff guy, but then it's almost weird. It's like, that's like people forgot, but people are almost just like ignoring it now. They're like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. And it's weird too, because you, you know, you think it's like, all right, the, the police department's supposed to be, I mean, clearly they're there to like serve people and like mm-hmm. make sure things are in check and all that good stuff. It's just interesting sometimes like, when they do things like, you know, like you were saying, they'll go into a gym and be like, all right, everyone's got to leave. It's like on some sides of it, it's like, okay, yeah. Like it's a pandemic, totally understandable. Not everyone's supposed to be together, it's, but it's at like the same we time, were, it's like, it, it's eh, like, like, what's, what, what do you expect? I mean, <laughs> yeah. after so long, uh, you know, I mean, it's like, I get it. It's like, cool. We were breaking a rule, but just because it's a rule doesn't mean it's right. You know? Yeah, well, it's also people are are still taking safety precautions. If they yeah. weren't, and if they were just being like blatantly ignorant about the whole thing, then it's like okay, like. Well, I mean, I, I, walked, different. <laughs> I walked into the gym and I had my mask, and the owner, she's just like, she's like, you don't have to wear it if you don't want to. I was like, okay, cool. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, but like the whole time I was in there, you know, I'm still sanitizing. Every, I mean, even sanitizing things I would normally never sanitize. You know, mm-hmm. pretty much yeah. anything I touch in there, I'm like even the handles and the bars and everything. I'm like, all right, well, let me wipe this down too. You know, I'm trying to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting situation. I do feel like it's just been mismanaged on every account. I feel like there's some people like Texas who are like, ah, just let the people do what they want. No restrictions. And their numbers have gone up. And then there's other places where I feel like they overreacted to the point where they don't want to admit they made a mistake, you know, mm-hmm. like, North Carolina is like, I mean, North Carolina is also a very liberal state. And obviously if you look at what kind of states, how they're handling it, more conservative states are obviously are the more like, well, let's just keep everything open types. And then the more liberal blue states are the more restricted ones. I mean, mm-hmm. I've noticed that as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny too. Well, I mean, I guess it's not, you know, it's not funny, actually. It's interesting. It's <laughs> so it's interesting, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, geez, um, yeah. No, it's it's just it's interesting how how some some places or have had their different perspectives on it. Where it's like, it's like eh, I don't know if that's gonna work or not. But then there there are other 
there are all, always dualities, I guess, to it. Yeah. Um, both sides to the same coin. Well, and here's the thing is like, I'm not the type of person who is even going to care or get upset about wearing a mask. You know, I'm like, okay, well, because to me, I'm like, if this is the only way this person's business can stay open, I'm not going to throw a fit about putting on a mask. Like, it's not like this person yeah. even cared about, but I went to a restaurant and one of the people in our party was like throwing a hissy fit because like at the door, and it was a nice restaurant too, but at the door, they even had like masks. Right? Like, hey, can you please wear this mask just to your table? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the rules were given and he threw a fit. And he's like, I'm not wearing it and like stormed out. And I was like, first of all, dude, you're like in your thirties. You need to calm down. Like if this is the biggest inconvenience you've had in your life, buddy, let me take you through some experience. Yeah, bro. Like, like let, let me, let me show you what an inconvenience is either way. So he freaked out. And I was like, dude, I was like, you can even tell like the owners aren't happy about what's going on, but this is the only way they can make money. Then I'm going to, I'm going to put it on. I'm not going to care. It, it's not like they made the rules, you know? Yeah. And it, I mean, it's a pandemic, man. Like everyone's just doing their best to take what safety precautions they can. It's just trying not to be an asshole. And some people are like, eh, it's my control. I'm like, okay, just go back to your tinfoil hat. I don't <laughs> yeah. Know. Life stops. <laughs> it's like, come on. What are you? <laughs> but, like, like just just don't be an ass you know like exactly yeah I'll, I'll go into a store sometimes and i won't have a mask and if i'm like shit i don't have a mask i'll, I'll just run through as quick as i can mm-hmm. but you know i i try to but i'm not going to shame someone into either wearing it or shame someone into not wearing it like mm-hmm. i'm just letting people do their own thing you know yeah yeah because everyone has their own choices and, and options at the end of the day Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, and that's, that's like a bigger part of, um, what has to do with like, you know, each state or county or, or how they, they choose to deal with this situation. It comes down to, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's whatever that vicinity or, excuse me, or that state decided was the correct choice to go through with. And once again, there are always going to be pros and cons, but as long as people stay aware, um, you know practice safety and do the best that they can yeah and i think things will will resolve themselves i mean statistically speaking um it looks like the numbers have gone down in cases and deaths mm-hmm. which is really good to see um i remember not too long ago i say it was like a month maybe two somewhere mm-hmm. around there here in la there was there was a big spike due to the the protests like the rioting and the looting mm-hmm. And I was like, I was surprised. I was like, holy crap. Like the fact that people are like, like I understand entirely like the reasons for it completely makes sense. But I was like, whoa, like you guys want to do that? Like in the middle of a pandemic? Like, I mean, I I try and take it from their side. I think some of them, you know, it's worth the risk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That that makes sense. It it is very funny though, the hypocrisy on both ends of the spectrum. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I've just been seeing all the hypocrisy. Like, I mean, I, I generally consider myself very in the middle, but like for me, I think it's funny. Like I'll see people who are generally leaning to the left, you know, they're the ones who are screaming about the mask and put them on and blah, blah, blah. But then they also obviously are the ones who are attending these, the the bigger protests that are going on right now. But then you mm-hmm. see people on the right who are like, the disease is a, is fake and it's not real. And then 
when the protesters get infected. Like, that's what you get for not being safe. It's like, dude, yeah. what is it? What do you guys want? Like, both of them are just like, the, the hypocrisy um, is baffling. Yeah, it's, it's interesting for sure. I wish there was a way that we could all like somehow come together and, and just like take things literally one step at a time and be like, all right, first subject's this. Okay, let's see what we got on, on from this perspective and this perspective and this, you know, as many different aspects as it takes until like, if not everyone, a very high majority of people can come to terms and agreement with um, a resolution, something like that, man. And I think a lot of it has to do with just, I hate to use the word open-minded, but like being a little bit more malleable in your ideas and beliefs and just realize that you're not always right. And probably some things you think you're right about, you might be wrong mm-hmm. next week. Like, like my opinions mm-hmm. on pretty much all these, everything changes within three or four weeks drastically. Mm-hmm. But that's just because like, I realized in the Marine Corps, a lot of things I thought were true were just not true. Like a lot of things I thought about the world were not true at all. So after realizing having like a few of my like core beliefs I grew up with basically be like destroyed in a type of way. I'm like, all right, let's, I'm probably wrong about a lot of stuff. So (laughs) you're like, wait a second, (laughs) something's going on here. Yeah. So like after having a lot of those, like just kind of thrown out the window, I'm like, all right, so I'm not always going to be right, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and, and since having those experiences, I'm like, Hmm. Yep. So now I'm I'm pretty open. So if someone's like, you're wrong, I'm like, I probably am. Like, just <laughs> yeah. be gentle with me. Tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me let me learn from this, please. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And that's 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 one of the most powerful things I've I've realized with just like being able to humble yourself, kind of like go here you go and just like chill out, like relax, like it's okay, you know. <laughs> if you're wrong about something. It's not the end of the world. I mean, <laughs> there's no shame in being wrong. Obviously, our school system teaches you that there is shame in being wrong. But, yeah. like, there really isn't. It's like you really, you honest to God, think that you're right about every single thing in the world. Yeah. Like, I'm sure right now there's a few beliefs I hold very dear that are going to be proven wrong mm-hmm. shortly, maybe, you know, or sometime in the future. And I'll have to change my mind again. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, too with um i think it's yeah maybe social media too maybe or just the internet in general i think it's a good There's so much um ideas going around you know yeah and i don't think that it's a proper way to actually get informed because you could, everything's taken out of context like it's all just like these quick snippets. It's taken out of context and people are just like, well, this must be true because of these few things. I was like talking with one of my buddies today about statistics and how like I question all of them, especially when they're super convenient ones. Like when there's something that's very, when it's because statistics shouldn't be a simple thing. Like when someone puts up all the stats are actually this, and it's like this very convenient, simple numbers and everything i look at it mm-hmm. now and i'm like there has to be more because statistics is a compilation of data over a long period of time and years mm-hmm. with multiple variables and numbers and you're going to tell me this meme just fucking <laughs> this is it 
this is what it means. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And this is why my argument's right. When you actually, for instance, the other day, um, human trafficking is a big buzzword right now, you know? So if you buy from Wayfair, you're a piece of shit, apparently. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like someone posted this thing about um, human trafficking and it was like something along the lines of like 2,000 kids go missing every single day in the U.S. And I was like, I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of fucking people. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And then someone and then she immediately posted under it in her comments. She's like, so I've been corrected recently and posted like the actual statistics. And the number was a lot less, like Mm -hmm. a lot, a lot less. Like, I think it was um, child abductions by a stranger in the U S in total every year or in 2019 was 338. And then it said a lot of uh, abductions by of kids was actually by a parent who just had no custody over the child. Dang, and then, that's really gnarly. Yeah, so I, I think that number was a lot higher. It was in the thousands. And then this other thing where it was like, the big number everyone looks at is like this thing was like 200,000 people that have gone missing. Well, a lot of them are just runaway kids or kids who haven't come back within the 24 to 48 hours mm-hmm. so a police report's filed. But then if you look right next to it, okay. it shows how many of those cases have been solved and it's just about every single one of them get salt okay. yeah but it's funny like i said in the statistics people will just take it and just be like this number but then mm-hmm. when you look into it you're like okay there's a lot more into it so now when i see the numbers like you're saying the information we get so many quick bites that we're just told to expect as as the truth and you know if you if you don't have the time or you don't want to do the digging or the simple google search and read like it is what it is, you know. I'm not gonna. Yeah, you, you're gonna. You're gonna get it at face value. Yeah. And and I feel like a lot of that that information, especially right now, mm-hmm. can scare people. And like, it doesn't negate the fact that like there are very sad, like traumatic events that occur. Like, like. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, like the human trafficking. Like that's horrible shit, man. Yeah. Like, that's so fucked up. Um, but, um. Yeah, no, that's just horrible. It's just we. I think we also need to like remember, like you said, is 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 to dig deeper on like information, so we can actually find what the the truth is as far as accuracy. Um, so that way things don't get blown out of context. Yeah, and I try not to be the asshole guy on Facebook who like constantly has to like debunk the false information because mm-hmm. it's just going to create an argument. But like. Sometimes I'll see what someone's post. I'm like, oh, that's very interesting. And I'll like look it up. And within three minutes, I'm like, okay, this person's wrong. I don't comment. All Like I sometimes I used to, but now I'm just like, I'm like, okay, they're wrong. And I just move on. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but so many people though, I mean, and it's with anyone. If you attack their beliefs or values or what they believe to be true, you're not going to get, you're not going to get like, Oh, okay. Like from many people. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of guys in the military just, or people, sorry, guys and gals and they's and thems are very used to being wrong all the time. So like my buddies are in the military and they post and they're wrong. Just like, ah, oh, shit. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, when I see people who are like from back home and they've grown up and know nothing else. And then now that's say growing up, 
I mean, it's bad, but I'm just saying like when you've just been for 20 something years in the same circle of people and you mm-hmm. never left it and then your belief gets attacked, of course you're going to come from a very defensive position because you've been fortifying that mindset for 20 something years. Exactly. And, and I don't even think it has to necessarily do with, maybe, I mean, maybe it does to, to some degree of, as far as just being right and wrong, but it's more of like, a, it's like a structured basis from which you, you, you pull from, like whether it's those core beliefs or values or even like principles that you fall back onto and yeah. stuff too. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Cause you, you do have to have your, your beliefs challenged, I believe mm-hmm. to some degree in life at one point or another in order to help harness more growth because with growth, you know, you can have more change to develop. Um, but, um, at the same time, you do want to be able to like not have them challenge so much on them to where you're like, okay, like what do I believe in anymore? You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's always good to question if you're wrong about something. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing to ask, but huh, am I possibly wrong about this? Let me do some research. But but I feel like you can't, I mean, we can't like force you can't force someone into that mindset because that's very anti, you know, human nature and being just an animal in general is like, oh man, I might be wrong. Like, no, you're just going to defend what you believe is true and works. And then mm-hmm. if you do happen to be wrong, then you're probably not going to tell anyone. No one admits when they're wrong about <laughs> something. Yeah. At least I feel like not a majority of people do sometimes. Um, I've actually been practicing doing that more yeah. than not just because it's good to realize that you're wrong sometimes because if, if you always do think you're right, then you don't, you, you never, it can, it's a never, stressful but, way of living too, because you're like, I don't have to prove myself right. You're like, if I get proven wrong, you're like, I just learned and I just grew. Exactly. You can learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and that's that's one of like the biggest parts of life, man, is you gotta be able to be willing to learn. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. But yeah, let's um Matt this for almost an hour, but acting, y'all want to talk about that a little bit because that's very interesting. Cause I have some um someone uh from the Marine Corps who is actually one of the he's actually a character on Call of Duty now, but he got out of the Marine Corps and did acting. Nice. Um it was pretty cool just to watch him progress. But what what got you? So you said it was your friend and have you been like performing in plays or any like short films or any skits with people? <laughs> no, definitely not plays. Um, <laughs> um, I have done like skits and stuff in the past. Mm-hmm. And I did like the first time I actually did acting was in high school. I, I kind of just tried it out. Um, it was more to just kind of like get out of my shell, become become more more sociable, mm-hmm. um, less introverted, I guess, or or just you know, um, and just get it get a feel for it. And then um, I did just finish, um, what was it like a an indie um, film for for Cambria? I was in the Cambria Film Fest, 
I did that right before I moved here to Los Angeles. And then, yeah, skits. Um, just mainly what I've been focusing on is developing, like, any any reel or clips, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, like, I'd say two, like, solid ones that I've put on my YouTube channel. And then uh, just mainly just honing skill through my instructor's class, like through the time that I had with him and the rest of the class mm-hmm. in San Luis, um, because that was where I was able to like soak in as much information, learn, and then actually apply that on a consistent basis, at least weekly um, with other classmates and other actors. And that was, that was really good. Got to go on a, was it a showcase in, uh, in Hollywood do an audition and then i've just been doing other auditions since then but um uh yeah what what got me into it was uh, <laughs> I, I don't know it's i guess the, the my passion for wanting to connect with others mm-hmm. and that I, I don't know if that sounds backwards <laughs> as far as like with acting because i feel like a lot of people just see acting as like oh it's just like a surface you know you're just performing there's nothing really beneath the surface to it mm-hmm. but i don't i don't believe that man i i see i see acting as like a very like in-depth performance and get into the um, the raw emotion and the idea of, uh, or the concept of, of whatever, whether it's a skit, it's a scene, uh, play, you name it, man. It's mm-hmm. it's really good to just get into that genuine all emotion and be able to like connect with another human being in, in a way that is so in the moment, man. It's you almost get to a point to where it's like everything else, just like any worries or anything else, just vanishes out of your mind. And you, you're just in that moment with the other person. And it's, um, it's a time of, of vulnerability that allows you to like draw strength from, from within. So I guess that's, <laughs> that's a, that's a good way to, to sum things up nice. uh, as to what, how I got into it or yeah. why. I guess I, I didn't know you were going or you were pursuing acting. I was, so I heard that I was like pretty interesting. I was like, that's pretty cool. Cause, um, Oh, not that I act. I just like doing skits with my friends. I mean, that was one thing yeah. I didn't do enough of in the Marine Corps. I didn't take pictures or videos with my friends. So like now mm-hmm. with my friends, you know, we hang out, we have a whole separate podcast where we just, we just do our own thing and just hang out and make content together. And, you know, I do skits with my friends now. And, and the thing is like, you're saying it's not, I mean, it is like fun to entertain all these things, but it is also kind of like a connecting thing to the mm-hmm. audience, but also with, us you know it's like a fun thing to do to put on this experience for other people potentially you know yeah definitely man it's um yeah that's a good way to put it yeah it it is it's (laughs) it's very expressive (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it it is it is really um you know it has to do with the, the experience itself and being able to just do things in, in different ways that you haven't done before. It's a, it's a really good mental exercise too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
Hey man. Well, that's good stuff. Let's wrap it up on that. We'll we'll do another episode sometime. But yeah, man. Yeah, definitely, man. Good stuff. Yeah, and where can you want uh, put any plugs for yourself? Instagram, anything like that? People can find your portfolio, YouTube. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, YouTube, just Logan Austin, and uh, Instagram is uh, yeah, <laughs> it's Logan Austin twenty four seven. So yeah. All right. Cool. Good shout out and all that good stuff. All right. And that is it. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Cool. Yeah, man. Well, that was a good one. We'll, we'll do another episode yeah. some other time. Or if you, there's yeah. something specific you want to talk about, just hit me up, you know? Dude, I'm super down, man. Um, yeah, I just, <laughs> I've been having to take a piss really bad this entire time. So like, Oh, it's fine. I just finished. I just finished working out, so I gotta go take a dookie. So, <laughs> sweet. Sounds good, Tom. All right. See you later, man. Yeah. Peace. Okay, man. Love is love. Love is love. Adi- love.